This podcast is now brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And it's everything you need to make a podcast great in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 33. This podcast is sponsored by Generation You Can, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationyoucan.com.au and use the code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first purchase. That's generationyoucan.com.au and use the code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Generation You Can, the best choice for steady energy. This podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier. This podcast is also brought to you by Run With a Smile. Run With a Smile is the exciting new brand that promotes positivity throughout the running community and everyday life. Their product ranges from clothing, homewares, and accessories. Simply visit runwithasmile.com and use the coupon code SMILEBREAK for 10% off your order. That's runwithasmile.com and use the coupon code SMILEBREAK. My name is Andrew Lorenzo, and I have committed myself to pushing my body and mind to their limits in my attempt to run a 2-hour and 40-minute marathon by the year 2020. Over the course of my journey, starting in 2018, I've discovered many things about the human spirit that I want to share with all of you. It's my hope that I'll help you reach your true potential and inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. With the help of an amazing community of listeners and speakers, we can all push ourselves harder than we ever have in hopes of breaking the barrier. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. My name is Andrew Lorenzo. Thank you so much for listening. Got a great episode in store today. Just going to talk a little bit about my updates, what I'm going through, and how I'm applying everything that I'm learning on my journey back to my running fitness. So obviously I've been injured, so now I'm starting to get back into my my running routine, got an actual plan now moving forward. Like I've had obviously a plan, but now it's much more structured now that I'm getting back onto getting back onto the injury free wagon. So before we do that, before I get into that, of course I want to give a couple of shout outs to some of the members of the Breaking the Barrier community who are going above and beyond. So firstly we've got Shani. So Shani's like our resident breaking the barrier achiever she's always got something going on because she always sets goals for herself and she's continuously moving forward so this past weekend she had a pretty big running weekend and she achieved a pb at park run so she had this to say in the facebook community group did i push too hard the day before a 10k fun run yep maybe i did but it felt good at the time in a struggling kind of way so i just kept going with it and surprisingly i got a pb i wasn't chasing 
That's awesome. I love, that's my favorite when you get a PB that you weren't expecting. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, I mean, if you have a longer distance race, you want to maybe take it easy the day before, a couple days before. But if you're feeling good or if you're pushing it and it's not feeling too, too hard and it is a good struggle, you know, sometimes it's okay to push the limits, you know, even if, if you've got something coming up. And I wouldn't say that's, you know, I wouldn't say do that all the time. And I, I know, I know Shani doesn't. She's generally pretty careful when she has a longer distance coming up. But, you know, sometimes it's good to push the envelope a little bit. You know, the, of course, extreme is not good pushing the envelope all the time. But when you push it every now and then, you really see what you're made out of. So that's really awesome, Shani. Really, really, really well done. This next note comes from Amy, who is actually volunteering at Park Run. And she had this to say in the Facebook community group. What a glorious morning to volunteer, taking photos, listening to, and watching people breaking the barrier. Sometimes that's a great thing, to be able to watch the efforts of others. I mean, that's the that's one of the good things about me being sidelined, or well, having been sidelined, is being able to look at all the accomplishments that other people are achieving. Because, you know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in our own journeys that we sometimes forget that other people are on their own journey as well. And it's good to take a little bit of time out to congratulate them, to check out how they're going and just watch, you know, it's okay to watch sometimes. And I think, and park runs a great way to do that. I mean, if you're not ready to run or if you want to get motivated or you just want to see other people really moving toward their goals, go watch, you know, you're more than welcome. But any race, any festival, any, anything, uh, I, I think that that's a really, really awesome thing. So well done, Amy, and I'm sure Park Run was very, very grateful for your volunteering. By the way, I'm part of Park Run. Everybody, for the past couple months, there is a Park Run Instagram page, Windmill Park Run. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Just a little shameless plug for my own self. Anyway, uh, so that's great. I want to send out a congratulations shout out to Jody. So Jody, of course, is a member of the Breaking the Barrier community, and she was running, well, racing really, because it's not just running; it's running, biking, and swimming. So she's racing her first triathlon on Sunday. So actually, she's probably just about finished with that because I'm recording this on Monday morning Australia time. So Jody, I hope it went well. I can't wait to see what the update is. And uh, congratulations, Jody's been training really hard, like crazy hard, and uh, I'm really, really excited to see how she goes. So Jody, congratulations for that. That was Jody S, by the way. This next shout out goes to Jody M. So Jody had this to say, after recovering from last week's half trail marathon in Halls Gap, definitely not doing that again. <laughs> Instead, I'm going eight kilometers with Cross Country Club this afternoon followed by a nice, easy long run tomorrow when I get around to it. Hope you have an awesome weekend. Awesome, Jody. Congratulations on the half trail marathon. I, I, you're becoming a half marathon fanatic, aren't you? That's that's cool. There's actually, there is a, so the marathon maniacs, that's a thing. Is it is it fanatics for half marathon? People who do half marathons all the time? I, I can't remember what it's called, uh, but I think it's, I th maybe it's fanatic. I don't know, something like that. But anyway, <laughs> congratulations, Jody. That's really, really awesome. Uh, great that you're getting out again this weekend and, and smart move to uh, to take it slightly easier after that intense trail half marathon. And finally, Jennifer had this to say in the Breaking the Barrier community group. 
set out for a 90-minute run and ran by feel. I was pleasantly surprised to run a little further and faster than I had planned. Congratulations, Jennifer. That's awesome. Like I said with Shani, it's always really cool when you when you plan to do a run and then all of a sudden something just comes out. It's like, well, it's that runner's high. You get into the zone and you're just moving and all of a sudden you set out for maybe a 90-minute run or a 60-minute run and you've run 10, 20, 30 minutes farther than you thought you were going to go and, and you've set maybe a PB or you've just gone a little bit faster. It doesn't always have to be a PB, but if you've gone a little faster than you thought you were going to go and you felt good, that's a really cool thing. Really a great feeling when you can do that. So I'm right there with you, Jennifer. Congratulations. So congratulations to everybody out there in the Breaking the Barrier community who are going above and beyond. Remember, you can check out the Facebook community group at the website for Breaking the Barrier. That's breakingthebarrierpodcast.com, and you'll see a link to request to join that Facebook community group. You can share your own personal journey, ask questions, or talk about challenges that you're having, and we're there to support you in any way that we can. You can also check out the Breaking the Barrier social media at the Breaking the Barrier Instagram at Breaking the Barrier Podcast or Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Breaking the Barrier Podcast. So now we're going to get into a little bit of an update for me. So this past weekend, firstly, uh, we started filming Impulse. So that's really exciting. Well, we started filming the teaser trailer. Now, we had already filmed a little bit a few weeks back, but like I had said in the last episode, we had a bit of a shakeup in terms of the creative process. So we've taken on a bit of a different approach to it. So I'm producing, coordinating. We have a new cinematographer. We have my co-star who's taking an active role in script doctoring, which is really, really exciting. So it's a great learning process. And yeah, yesterday we started filming. We had so much fun. I don't know. Saturday, Saturday we started filming, so two days ago at the time of this recording, and we had so much fun. It was, we went to the Dandenong Ranges for a little bit of it. We went to this, basically in the Dandenongs, there's this wooded area. I mean, it's all wooded area, but it's like this back wooded area that actually is just beautiful. It was a really lucky thing, because as you know, if you live here in Melbourne, it's been raining for the past two weeks almost, and... The weather's just been really horrific. So yet yeah, uh, on Saturday when we were filming, it cleared up just long enough for us to get some really awesome shots in in the forest and you know with the sun sort of shining through the the wood uh, the trees, which was really really amazing. And then we went off to Boathouse Drive in Melbourne, which which has a really great view of the city and the Yarra River, and we just had some really good fun. It was you know it was a long day. I my day was around so I left here at around. 8.30 and I got home at around 4.30 or something like that. So, And then my co-star, Brendan, he was still going when I when I left. So he, he went on for another couple hours after I left. And then we're filming again Saturday. So that trailer, the teaser trailer for Impulse should drop within the next hopefully month or so. So really, really excited about that. So be on the lookout. So, okay, into Breaking the Barrier fitnessy stuff. So this past week, I completed my first structured week in a long time. So, you know, for the past month or so, I've been just kind of making it up as I go and going off by feel. And last week, my coach kind of surprised me with Coach Steve that I found through the Marathon Training Academy, surprised me with my first week of structured running for a long time, in a long time. And it felt really good. Like I said last week, it felt really good to wake up with some sort of sense of purpose to 
especially with my running. So I got through everything and it was really, really good. And, you know, it was just, I, I started off, it was at the beginning of the week, it was eight minutes of running followed by two minutes of walking. And then I did that three times. Tuesday was biking, strength training. Wednesday was 10 minutes of running, two minutes of walking times three. Thursday was biking, strength training. Friday was 10 minutes of, of running, two minutes of walking times three. Saturday, strength training, biking. And then Sunday was 12 minutes of running followed by two minutes of walking and, you know, uh, three times. And I, I didn't I didn't run into any major issues and it just felt really good to have a goal. Like if you've ever been on a plan, if you've ever been on a running plan, you know how easy it is or fun it is to start pushing toward goals, right? So say, for example, one week you have a 40-minute easy run and you say run four miles, okay? We'll say 10-minute miles, an easy run, right? And then the next week you try to you try to take that 40-minute easy run and you try to maybe take it down to 39 and a half minutes or, or something, just anything under a 10-minute mile. And then you keep trying to improve on that and keep trying to improve on that. And, you know, that's a good thing, but at the same time, you always want to keep your runs easy, the easy runs. You make sure that they are easy so you're not pushing too hard. But when you have a structure, it's 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 nice because you can actually see progress. I mean, when I wasn't, when I didn't have this structure this past month, I was writing down what I was doing. But because I was sort of just going off by feel, I would just, nine times out of ten, it would just turn out into a into a 30-minute, you know, treadmill session. And that was usually like five minutes of walking, five minutes of running. And it, it was pretty it was pretty average. I mean, I usually got to about maybe just around five kilometers, maybe just under in, in a half hour. And you, you don't see or you, well, I I don't see or I don't feel like I'm improving because it's just I'm, I'm hitting the same distances. And I know I'm not pushing and I'm not trying to improve. I'm just trying to move. But when you have a structure and you can start seeing that that improvement come back, it just makes it makes all the difference in the world and it becomes exciting again. And at the moment, I don't necessarily have something that I'm heading toward. I'm just heading toward recovery. Of course, I still have that marathon I want to do in October. I was going to try to do one in July, the Sri Chin Moy, but I don't know that that's going to be realistic at this point. So that's okay. I'm not going to try to push for it too quickly. So I'll stick with my plan of wanting to go to the October marathon. But yeah, it's just been a really good week. It's been... I'm, I'm, my mood has been lifted. I'm also really, really focusing on my diet as well, my nutrition. I hate the word diet. I'm sorry. I don't mean to use that word, but I'm working on my nutrition. So when I when I film, I, I work greatly on my nutrition. I, I'm, I'm usually conscious about my nutrition at some in some way, shape, or form, but especially when I'm filming. So I'll get into that in a second. But yeah, going back to the structure of things, if you know. If, if there's one thing I can give away from this past week, it's just don't underestimate the value of having a structure. Even if you're not a type A personality, even if you think that something like a structure isn't right for you, try it out. Because, you know, if you're headed for some goals or if you want to if you want to move forward and nothing's really worked for you, if you've been kind of just going gung ho and, and just doing some kind of plan that you've seen on TV or on, on the Internet, Try putting something together that's a little bit more personalized and more structured toward your goals. So that's a big part of this. So when you're when you have certain goals, you have to build the plan around that. So for me, of course, right now, 
my goal is to get recovered. And so my structured plan has to surround around me getting back into running slowly. So there's going to be a lot of run walks, you know, 10, 12, 15 minutes of running followed by two or three minutes of walking. There's going to have to be strength training in terms of my lower body, especially, you know, I'll work on my upper body as well. But, you know, my lower body has to become stronger because that's a that's another big part of why I fell into injury a little bit is because some areas weren't activating as much as they should be. And they were basically not playing as part of the team, so to speak. So using that strength training and that resistance training to really do that. The biking every other day gives me a break from running so much. So it's still working on my aerobic fitness without the necessary, necessarily the high impact stress of something like running. So, so look at those, look at those goals that you have, tailor them. If you want to build muscle, if you want to get big, if you want to get massively jacked, don't be doing hours of cardio. Take a look at your, your nutrition, take a look at your lifting and and how that's going. Yeah, you can do cardio. People who want to bulk up can do cardio, but don't be doing hours of it. You know, go for a walk for 30 minutes in the morning or something, but you know, Make sure that you're doing what it is that you want to be doing. If you want to become a faster swimmer, swim. Practice swimming faster. Put in the speed workouts. If you want to be a a faster runner, put in the speed workouts. You know, don't just run at the same pace all the time and expect that it's going to get better. You know, tailor what you're doing to what you want to do. And then if, if we move into the nutrition like I was talking about before, so like I said, whenever I am filming, I'm extra self-conscious about my body, right? Now, those of you who have listened to episode 13, getting to know your host, aka moi, <laughs> me, uh, you know that I've, 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 I've had some issues in the past with my body image. So whenever I'm filming and I have to work on my body, it's it can be a dangerous road, right? Because I, it, it can be easy to fall into old habits. Uh, but I, I have to be really, really careful not to. So I do have to I do have to still be strict but not obsessive, right? So for example, I'm I'm heading to dinner tomorrow night with my friends Andy and Maria. They're, you know, they're I'm actually going to their house. They're going to cook me dinner, which is really really awesome. I'm so excited just to hang out with them because I haven't seen them. I feel like I haven't seen them in a while. And you know, I had to be that guy. So I messaged Maria this morning. I said, "Look, I've got bad news. I'm doing some filming this weekend that I didn't foresee, and I've got to I've got to say no to say the quesadillas. You know, I can have the filling, but I can't be having the tortillas, and I can't be having the desserts and all that stuff. Uh, you know, and I hate being that guy, but you know, they're they understand. So, in other words, if They understand because it's part of my life. I have a job to do and I have to show up on set looking a certain way. And if I don't, well, you know, if if I continuously rock up to set not looking or like I'm supposed to or being prepared, I'm not going to work. And they understand that. And any any good friends will. They might have questions. So I guess the lesson is if you're doing something. Right. If you're if you're doing something with your nutrition or your training and you're going on a certain path that other people might not be doing themselves, they might not understand it. But good friends will respect it. I'm not saying bad friends don't respect it. I'm just saying if if they're truly friends, if they're truly supportive of you, 
they will understand what you're doing. And they might, I mean, you know, Maria had some questions. They might have some questions and they might, you know, want to just know a little bit more information just out of curiosity and that's fine. You tell them. You might even have some people that try to persuade you to jump, you know, jump ship on, on your diet or your nutrition or your training. But, you know, people are going to do that because, not because they're malicious or they, they don't want to see you reach your goals, but because people just, they want to be a community, right? That's, that's evolution. We've come from you know, living in packs and wanting that sense of belonging. So something as simple as, oh, come on, just have some dessert with me. Or come on, let's just go out and get a couple drinks. Like just, you know, take take off from your diet a little bit. That's not them saying, come on, your goals are silly, you know, whatever. That's them saying, well, I, I just want to, I just, you know, want to be in your life for a little bit. So, and, and, and all you got to do is explain to them, look, you know, just because we can't this time doesn't mean that we never will. But for right now, I just have to head toward this goal. And and I find that a lot of times when people, especially when nutrition's involved, the biggest downfall I hear about is when people say to me, well, I'm on, I'm on this eating plan or I'm on this nutrition and all my friends want to do is go out and party or go out to dinner and I don't ever feel like I can socialize or I will go out and I'll just blow it all. You know, I'll blow three weeks worth of hard work on 45 different desserts and 77 cheeseburgers. But, and, and, and the thing is, you don't have to do that. If your friends want to go out, go out, you know, have fun. I mean, there's going to be times when you need to be strict, right? When you can't go out and that's fine. Like for me, the last maybe two, three weeks of training for toward a, a longer race, I will make sure that I don't have any alcohol. I don't go out and party till all hours because I want to make sure that I'm in best possible condition. But, you know, you can make exceptions at some points, but you just got to be smart about it. So if your friends want you to go out to dinner, find something on the menu. There is something on every menu that you can probably find unless you're in some weird specialty restaurant that like only does fried food, but you'll be able to find something. Get that steak and only eat half of the portion. Find the salmon that's on the on the menu. If you're a vegetarian, find that that superfood salad that some of the restaurants have or get that vegetable lasagna and only eat half of it. Yeah, carbs, lasagna, whatever, blah blah blah. But you don't have to eat the whole thing. You know, because to be satiated, you don't have to eat the full portion in the restaurant. Be honest. You know, restaurant portions are bigger than what we need, right? You know, if you're going to, if you want a drink, get a drink, but don't have five, you know? There are benefits to red wine. There are even benefits to drinking a glass of scotch, but, you know, moderation. Be smart about it. Just because you go out doesn't ha mean you have to ruin everything. And then the next day, just get up and start again and just get right back on track, you know? So, yeah, when you when you're doing something with nutrition, make sure that you have a plan and if you see if you foresee bumps coming up, plan, you know, pre-plan for them too. So if you're on a nutrition plan and you know that you're going out with your friends in, in a week or a couple days, make arrangements, talk to them or just even go online and pre-check out the menu for the restaurant just to make sure that there's something there. Figure out your best your best option. So so there's that, right? So I'm getting, you know, we're getting back into running. We're taking a look at the structure and we're making sure that we 
have something to look forward to and to move toward. And then in terms of my nutrition, I make sure that I'm, I'm planning for the best possible outcome. And, you know, I, I know when I have to be strict and I know when I can let loose a little bit. You know, there, there's no reason to ever go so crazy with your nutrition that you feel like you've lost two or three weeks worth of work. Because if you're eating that much or if you're drinking that much, there's probably some deeper seated issue there. And, and I can, I can relate. I've been there. I've been there. But, you know, one, one, one meal is not going to destroy everything. One or two drinks is not going to destroy everything. Again, for me right now, I'm in a very, I'm in a strict area because I, I am filming, but normally I, you know, I'm okay to have that meal or have that glass of wine, even during marathon training or even during intensive, any kind of training. Unless I'm like a week or two weeks out, then I have to then I have to look at the plan and sort of tailor it to my needs. So that's 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 that. So aside from that, I'm also getting back into my strength training. So strength training is something that I've I've kind of faltered with. And, you know, you have to realize the importance of cross training. Now, lifting has actually been something that I've done a lot of in my life. And, you know, there were points where I tried to get big and huge and jacked and there have been times where I've tried to get down to like you know agile and 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 tight kind of thing just depending on my goals but right now I'm just working on general cross training and you have to realize that whatever your goals are there are going to be things that can help you toward your goals that aren't just your that aren't just workouts based on what your goal is so for example if you're training for a marathon yeah, you want to be doing running. You you want to be doing a lot of running, but you also, you also have to look at the other stuff. So what can you do to cross train? What things can help you do that? So with all that running, you're going to need to be making sure that your legs are strong. So you're going to look at your cross training for your legs, whether it's strength. Well, I have found that mostly cross training in terms of weightlifting, you don't really need to do a lot of circuit stuff if you're doing a lot of running. There's kind of no point. I mean, well, I don't want to say there's no point, but you don't have to focus on it so much because you're getting plenty of, you know, endurance and stamina from your running. So when you're in the gym lifting, use that time to build muscle rather than to get your heart rate up because you don't need to do it. Again, depending on what you're training for. You know, if you're training for something like a Spartan, then yeah, maybe you want to get some circuit training in there. But for the most part, if you're just, if you're long distance running, you don't need to be working on getting your heart rate up to a certain level when you're lifting weights. But you do want to be doing very, very specific training. So you have to look at what you're doing and what your goals are to make sure that you're doing the right kind of training. When I work on my upper body, it's also very it's also very geared toward my running because I don't know if I'm the only one. I mean, I didn't really feel it so much after my last marathon, but certainly after my first marathon, my back muscles were much more sore than I would have thought. So, but it may run because the basic reasoning was, and don't shoot the messenger here, the basic belief was that the rigors of the marathon were too tough for the female body. Now, again, that's not, I'm not, that's not my, I'm not saying that. That's what the belief was. So they, they would not allow women to run the marathon. So in 1972, the Boston Marathon became the first marathon competition to allow women to enter. And in 1984, the Olympics opened the marathon competition to women. So 
it's only been in the past 30 years or so that that women have been allowed to to run the marathon which is really really sad but i'm i'm you know it's it's amazing it's amazing now that you know the story that this comes from so basically one of the most famous stories was that of Catherine Switzer so she applied to the Boston Marathon in 1967, and when she signed up for the race, she only used her initials, so it was K.V. Switzer. And so basically, the officials didn't realize that she was a woman, and during her run, when she actually took off, race official Jock Semple attempted to stop her and to grab her bib, but in his... So you've got to rely on your cross-training to help supplement your actual personal journey. Otherwise, you're not going to get as far as you can. So in your own personal life, it's okay to rely on the support of the people that are around you. Rely on your Andes and your Marias and your Daryls and your Simons and your Shannies and your Zachs and your Marks and your Anthulas and all of those people because they are the ones that are going to really help you move forward. So they're your cross-training. Right? So as as funny as that is uh, to think about, your friends and family are your support team. And then the final thing, speaking of friends and family that I've been sort of working on in the past few weeks, is getting back into talking with my friends and, you know, hitting up my support team, my friends, my family. Because the past few weeks, I have been a little bit to myself because, and that's been very calculated, very intentional because I've been trying to look into myself to to figure out how I can move past not being able to run and not being able to, you know, work toward my goal in a way that I want to. Always working toward my goal, but, you know, and I don't have to be running to work toward my goal. And that, that's another good point. If something does sideline you, you can still work towards your goal in terms of are you eating healthy? Are you staying as active as you can? Are you staying positive as you can? So those are the things that I've had to work on, right? So getting back to friends and family now, and 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 they all knew this. You know, I did. I tell them that you know, look, I'm I'm quiet. I'm I've been quiet lately, and that's because this is what I'm doing. I'm soul searching. I'm I'm looking to myself a little bit to try to get a little bit more in touch with myself to make sure that I can get through this time where I'm not actually able to run or stay as fit as I'd like. But getting back to that, you'll find that they're they're very, very, your friends and family will be so welcoming to have you back. And of course, like I said before, there will be questions and that's okay. And those questions don't mean you ditched us. Those questions more mean what's been going on? Like, are you okay? Most of the time, your friends just want to know that you're okay. And that's a good feeling, you know? I wrote a blog entry about it on the website, and it was about my first training session back with WinFit. Now, these are people that I love with all of my heart. I, you know, I've I've only known them at this point for about I don't know six, seven months, maybe, but I feel like I've I've known them all forever, and I, I just want to say that first and foremost, they they are so welcoming. I love them all. I, I can't picture my life without any of these people. And they were so welcoming to have me back. They were so excited to have me back. They had so many questions about what I was doing, what, how I'm feeling, and, and, and what the next steps are. But, you know, getting back to it, I felt uncomfortable. And not because of anything that they had done, but because I had been 
far away from everybody for so long, I almost felt like I was an outsider. And I had to realize that was just in me. It's like when you, when you, and again, this is a little bit from my blog, but it's like when you take a long time away from work, like a few weeks off of work and go on holiday, going back to work that first day is, it's like you're out of, it's like you're out of your comfort zone completely. Even though you've done that job for however many years, whatever, going back, it just feels like you don't have that sense of belonging. Even though you do, and even though everybody's still there to welcome you. And just know that that will be uncomfortable, but you can get through it. You just have to keep pushing yourself through it. So when you go back to those situations, just know that that feeling of uncomfort is is temporary. And just know that it's not going to be because of something that the people that you've come back to are doing. They're there to support you. They're there to welcome you back. It's all in your own head. And it is that sense of, that is that evolutionary fight or flight, right? It's like you're in an uncomfortable position, even though it's been comfortable forever, but something's telling you that it's off and that it's not familiar. But you just have to, you just have to move forward and you just have to know that that feeling of camaraderie will come back in, within yourself. You will feel more comfortable moving forward. And you just got to keep going, keep showing up, keep showing up, little changes every day. Just get through that one session and then look forward to the next one, right? It's all about getting through that one particular point in time when you're going through something that's different, whether it's getting through an injury, whether it's setting a goal and moving forward, whether it's keeping your nutrition clean. I mean, I know we've all had cravings, but if you can just tell yourself, just get through this craving. Just get to the next meal. Just get to tomorrow. You don't have to plan any further than that. Just get through the day, whatever it is. But those little pieces of the journey will get you to where you need to go. So those are the things that I've been really, really working on. So that's my big update for you. Moving forward, I think we're going to have some awesome times. Like I'm really excited to get back into running, back into WinFit. I'm going to start trying to incorporate my runs into the track so I can at least spend time with my friends, even if I'm not doing the same workout that they're doing, maybe at least get there and just hang out a little bit. And and we're going to go from there. So look, before we wrap up, I just want to give a shout out to this episode's sponsors. So firstly, of course, we have Generation You Can, which is the nutrition that I use on my long runs and my long workouts to help get me through. And really, really exciting, I have started using Generation You Can again because my workouts are getting longer and longer. So, you know, and with a washing machine on his back, I've seen runners dressed up in all kinds of crazy costumes. Of course, at the London Marathon this past year, there was the famous guy who was dressed as the you know, the Big Ben clock who you know, he got to the finish line and he couldn't actually cross because his costume was too tall. I've seen, well, in the Canberra Marathon this year, I saw somebody running without shoes. So running that distance with no shoes, that's crazy. And, you know, there's just so many, so many interesting 
so many interesting, weird and wonderful things to spectate when you're when you're at the marathon. So those are just a couple of fun facts and a little brief history on the marathon. So I hope that you enjoyed some of that and it makes you want to look into the marathon a little bit more because I know when I signed up for mine for the first time, I found so many cool things that I would never have thought to even imagine. Like I had no idea that there were people who just dedicate themselves to running marathons in crazy costumes or crazy, you know, amounts of marathons.